Alrighty. Okay. everybody to episode three of folk with us this is rachel this is tim i'm eric and american yes we did intend to have a guest for this one um but life happened and so we still have plenty of content to share with y'all um i'm actually very excited uh and part of that has to do with this week's theme of sound drops um but to find that we're gonna have to go open up the forbidden barrel oh it's forbidden i yeah. like the lore yeah i think it's cursed okay i mean clearly <laughs> so far yeah and so you never know what what's uh mm-hmm. what you're gonna find because it like pouring a ring of salt around this item as we open it to keep the ghosts okay sure yeah, the ghost of Uncle Hank will come down and garrot us. What's that? Will you define it? Garrot? Oh, I mean, I think most of the time it's like, it's like you know, a sort of orangish kind of root vegetable, right? That was very good. Play that theme. I'm your Uncle Hank Azaria. This is me. Barrel. All right, what do we got, Uncle Hank? What's this week's theme? Who's <laughs> <laughs> gonna do his voice? <laughs> Well, this week's theme is Cage Against the Machine. Oh, I changed it, though. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, it's still Nicolas Cage. God. I know you're just going to say Nick Cage. Fuck it, we'll do it it's, live. Yeah, <laughs> my, just like my hero. Well, my memory has not been so good. Obviously. Because of all that aluminum in my deodorant. That's the number one cause of Alzheimer's. I kept putting mercury on my hot dogs. So the theme is just Nicolas Cage. No reference to music. Well, yeah, it's actually a reference to um, <clears throat> poetry. All the world's a stage. And all the men and women merely... Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. <laughs> That's high praise. That's high praise. That was very good. <laughs> I'm very happy with that. Uh, I'm glad. Okay. So yeah, so for the rest of the episode, we will be dropping sound drops that have to do with Nicolas Cage. Um, I'm sorry, that have to do with him, or... That are explicitly his voice. <laughs> okay, yeah, I need that. <laughs> oh, because Nicolas Cage loves playing Little Nightmares, his favorite okay. character is the janitor. Save it for the apology segment. Mm. You apologizing Hey to guys, me. there's something sticky on the floor. It's it's some kind of Nicolas glaze. <laughs> Jesus, why the floor? And not on a donut. Yeah, the It Nicholas was over here by the barrel. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, but yes, first things first. Kind of silvery. Is apologies and corrections from last week's episode. Yep. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> Look, sometimes people say things when they're gaming, but that's not who I am. I'm a comedian who pushes boundaries. I sometimes miss. If you go through my 10 years of comedy, most of it bad, you're going to find a lot of misses. Now 
it's my time to listen. And I'll be leading this episode of Apologies. First and foremost, I need it to be known. The closet full of mammies was not owned by Garrett's grandmother. (laughs) So, we stayed with Garrett. She's (laughs) uncancelled. Exactly. We stayed with Garrett's grandma, Ludine, for like six months while working on Garrett's dead uncle Roy's house, assuming we were going to live in there. Full of mold, full of racism, full of garbage. Gotta take a piss. (laughs) Full of piss. Um, And... Ludin was kind enough to deal with us and our bullshit for uh, that long. Speaking of, Garrett's other, their other grandma is named Granny. I don't actually know her name, but that's what Garrett calls them. And so, that's that first part. What do you think? As an apology, I think it was uh, good that you said that. (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I didn't actually, for some reason, think that those were hers anyways, because oh, she yeah. just sounds cool and, you know. Because mm-hmm. it's definitely like, um, you know, to have not just one, but many. Yeah. I wish I took some pictures okay. and then have to explain that to somebody. <laughs> scraping at the door. Scraping at the door. <sighs> 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 if you don't tell me what I want to know, I'm going to let him out. That's a long one. Do you know what that's from? No. Do you say scraping at the door? Yeah. No, what's that from? That's him uh, trying not to let, uh, what's it called, Ghost Rider out. Oh, my God. When he's got Ghost Rider inside and he just wants to... That was a pretty good movie. Ghost Rider, motorcycle hero. So you literally have seen that movie and still didn't recognize that incredible... Yeah, that incredible sequence. My turn to apologize? If you have one, yeah, sure. Well, yeah, you suggested one. So I was, like, sure that I had nothing to... uh, Now remember, yes? Yeah, uh, to regret. Um, But Tim pretty quickly pointed out that uh, in our game that we played, I did seem to think that if you get enough of a migraine, it can give you diarrhea. This has not happened to me. I... Uh, in the future would probably think twice about implying such a thing, but I think just the heat of the game. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if it had happened to somebody in the world, but not, yeah, well, not I don't one know that how I know. often it's like a one-to-one, but mm-hmm. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, next time I'll do better. Right. Um, and mine, this was something I, <laughs> on a day that I didn't take my anti-anxieties, was like, oh, fuck. Oh, folk. Um, I remembered when I was doing the word game and the word was whoop and soccer. And I made a joke like, Oh, that's what in a 50 sitcom as a <laughs> euphemism for spousal abuse. I don't want it to be known <laughs> that I was punching down. I you don't want it to be known. No, I of course support all spousal abuse victims. <laughs> if I could undo it, I would. But I can't, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so I shan't. I'm pretty sure that no one thought you were uh, <laughs> saying that was cool, but I'm glad you acknowledged it. Okay. I mean, being on Tumblr, you're, you're always worried, like, oh, saying one thing means you're in favor of it, right? <laughs> All right. So now we're going to go to our next segment, unless, Eric, you have anything you'd like to apologize for. Well, can you guys, can you think of anything that was egregious that I said last time? You said I was lazy. 
You yeah, said that's genocide true. I was think, bad. Yeah, and actually that's a pretty controversial stance to take. You know, sometimes I accidentally get political, and I forget, okay, that like, you know, there are a lot of fine people who have actually committed genocides. Like the United States federal government. You didn't hear it here, though. Dry marble like a quality See, I was sure that was going to be on there. That's why I didn't pick it. Oh, okay. Um, but that is classic. Someone had to do it. And I cut mine out early, so let's just get that clean. Dry and marbled like a quality beefsteak. Jesus. Wait, so, that was... I know who that was. Who? That was one Adam Samberg no. as Nick Cage. Well, yes. I, I admit it. But at first you thought... True. I and also you just said Adam Sandberg, so please Who said that? You did. I said Apologize. Adam Sandberg. Like Andy. Hmm. Andrew, whatever. We're not putting that in the apology segment for next week. <laughs> okay. So it matters to him. But one thing we said we were gonna come back to is the word game. We all had homework to do. Oh, that's right. And somebody wanted to go first, right? Sure, why not? Because you okay. want to go last. so We'll recap it. Mm-hmm. We would make a folksy metaphor to, to imply somebody has a negative trait. And Eric's was, uh, this guy's dumber than a gator eating a boot. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's because, like, gator skin, or is it because a boot's not food? Um, well, it actually works on multiple levels because, you know, first of all, if people are messing around the swamp, they probably got some good swamping boots on. So, you know, the gator eating the boot is a serious gaffe on the gator's part. But also, it could be cannibalism because there are so many gator skin boots. That's dark. Yeah, it is. But yeah, multiple levels. I like it. Mine. It also got political because you guys know that I actually am anti gator skin product. I was a little drunk. Plus, I was horny. <laughs> okay. I was trying to find that. Like, really? Yeah. Like, I found this really long video where I was going to try to trim it out. But the file, when I downloaded it, it was so big, my computer uh, wouldn't do it. Yeah, no, trim I it definitely out, pinpointed that one. I just wrote the word holy. I don't know why. <laughs> I think I was going to write holy shit. Okay. So, oh, the other H word. Okay. So, five stars for yours. I, I have how many? Uh, five. Oh, okay. And so I had two, um, I was supposed to do a cheap person. So that person's so cheap, they look up Groupon before they use a public restroom. Okay. I left. Thank you. And then. Two folksy things, public restrooms and Groupon. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, what? Because. Okay, okay, okay. He doesn't even give a folk. It's good. Thank this you. is culture you're bashing. Um, and that person's so tight-fisted, their hand bones are just dust. <laughs> you're welcome. That is good. I like that one. Thank you. <laughs> how about how about uh, that person? That person's so uh, so cheap that his uh, that his fist is uh, di- is a diamond producing butthole. See, I thought I thought about going the diamond route, like Superman. 
we're all on the diamond path here. I mean, hey, aren't we? Are you ready for mine? Oh, ready than ever. Okay, I have three. Mine was a lazy person. So the first one is they're like okra and vinegar that forgot to go sour. I like that. Okay. Because it's like you're straight up soaked in vinegar, and yet you still haven't turned to a pickle. Wow. Lazy ass. I like that it's okra, not a cucumber. Right? Well, I Mm. had to get southern with it. I gotcha. And we do love pickled okra around here. I know. I tried to make some. You you too do, but I don't. Dude, really? Yeah, I never liked okra. Whatever. Mr. Groupon at the public bathroom over here doesn't like the (laughs) the pickled okra. Cosmopolitan. Okay, my next one was, it's a little bit uh, botanical, but... um, they're like a daylily bloom that skips a year, and I have to explain that. So daylilies... That's the best kind of jokes. Their <laughs> blooms... Well, come on. Their blooms only last for a day. So like they'll bloom, and then immediately at night they'll die off. So they're so lazy that literally they can't even bloom once. For a whole year. Yeah. That is pretty lazy. And they skip a year. I mean... Okay, and then I got one more. I think you'll like this one. That beaver couldn't build a case against Epstein. Okay. (laughs) That is pretty good. Jeez. Okay. Well, these are all very good, but as we remember, Eric did have the most points from the name game. So, I shall now look through... I bought two packs of Pokemon cards. Oh, well, yes. So, these are what? Badges? Badges. And... A lot of them are the same. I feel kind of ripped off. I need to go to a comic book store where they have, like, rows of cards that I can just pick them individually. I think we should explain the concept of badges because you did pick something from a game with badges. True. Uh, we so don't need no stinking badges. We're, I'm going to get, like, the, the binder with all the card slots, like, individual protectors. And each card is one of our badges, so... They're supposed to be badges like Boy Scouts get. Exactly. And I think... <laughs> This one is, it fits it the most. What name badge is it? This is the linguistics badge. I hope it didn't mess up any levels throwing that. Okay, so I'm not familiar with this one. Third generation. Can I see? Yeah. Well, which games did you play? Um... Oh, I so I played. This. I played the first generation, and then I like skipped several, and I think came back in in like the fourth or fifth generation. So yeah, he's third. He's an Iron Man. I'm not jealous that you have this. It's Lyron. He evolves from Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> and Aaron. so I also, I would believe that I won a badge when um, we asked. Tasha, who made the best mnemonic okay, device. Okay, yeah, you did win okay. the mnemonic device you did. You did have a really good mnemonic device, though. Am I allowed to pick my own badge? I mean, you're already looking at all of them, so sure. Okay, um, I pick Porygon. Sure. Okay, cool. Uh, I have a Porygon's good one for tight. you. Hopefully you can win it this episode. Me? Okay, yeah. I'll do my best. Where did I put it? There we go. Porygon. Digital man with a digital plan. Bring back your goddamn honey! Classic once more. Classic. Porygon got banned faster than Huck Finn. This description. This Pokemon was created using the cutting edge science of 20 years ago. So many parts of it have since become obsolete. That's sad. Does that mean the episode that gave kids seizures? I I wonder if that is kind of a reference to that. Because he's never been... Fun fact, he's never been in another episode since he Aww, caused... Yeah. That is sad. Even though Pikachu 
used like Thunderbolt. Right, it was Pikachu's fault, yeah. actually. Revisionist history. And I should be so happy, huh, sweetie? Have you ever seen Moonstruck? No, I haven't seen many movies. It's pretty cute. <laughs> I mean, from this line. I do like, yeah, at the end of how he says, huh, sweetie? Sweaty? He says sweetie, but I gotcha. he comes off as sweaty. And he is like playing a sweaty Italian baker. I mean, that's the best kind, am I right? Why'd you have to get ethnic with it? Why do you have to use the word ethnic in this year? <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, I'm not Italian, but I mean, I think this is going to have to go in next week's apology section. Oh. We can't do this for literally everything. No, this is going to go so bad. All right. I want to talk about what we should name the game. Because this chapter of uh, Foxfire that we read this week is about um, tools and skills. And the stand-in title that I had was, um, Please Rhea Butcher, Be Proud of Us. I like that. Because I do feel like that every time I look at, like, axes and stuff. Because they'll put pictures on their Instagram that's just, like, tools and, like, camping shit. Right, Like, that's their whole aesthetic and, like, I don't know, they're so, uh... They would know how to build a fire, like, if they got lost in the woods or, like, you know I, what I mean? I can believe that, yeah. And it is referencing back to that famous video of uh, Cameron and Rhea <laughs> with yeah. the ramen noodles. Yeah. So? I don't know if you want to have a different name. I, I like, that's a good one. Okay. So, this might be a little uh, rough, but we, we planned this game today, so uh, just give us a little bit of grace. But uh, basically... The chapter is made up of a bunch of different things that you could do to wood. And then it basically says what tools you would need and then, like, how you would do it. Cut. Cut. Um, saw. Put a marshmallow on it. On, like, a plank Stack. of wood. A plank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then jump on the other end so it goes flying. Nail. You know what would have been funny is if Plane. my sound drops were all quotes from our favorite character, Plank. Shave. Shave wood, shave with wood. Plank is a great character. I'm plot problematic. <laughs> the the game part of this is gonna be um, someone on the head. After we go through the whole thing about can uh, what's it called carpentry thing, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to each pick a word, some kind of weird word because there's a lot of interesting language in this chapter. And then we're going to search for it on Wikipedia for one minute. Right. We're okay, so we pick... pick one of the words from the book. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're going to each, because there's a whole bunch of slang, and that's like mostly what I did today, was just like go down rabbit holes of like weird vocabulary. Oh, you're trying to play something here? Yeah, sorry. Go. You could also counter sink wood. Counter strike. Put the bunny back in the box. <laughs> Why couldn't you put the bunny back in the box? Uh, that was from VeggieTales, the episode about mm-hmm. the bunnies. The bunny. The bunny. Ooh, I love put the bunny, the bunny. Oh, I thought, it was, I thought it was from the favorite. You're not my favorite. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, just, I know it kind of makes it lamer, but if you need to play something... Just wave you down. <laughs> no worries. I mean... It doesn't really have the element of surprise, but mm-hmm. I have a Google Doc open. for the listener. I gotcha. So, uh, our, oh yeah, we didn't say the whole game. So we're going to find each our own word from, uh, the description of whatever weird, like, building thing is in this. 
we're going to do the Wikipedia thing of clicking on various words in the article. And then at the end of the minute that we have, we're going to try to get to the weirdest, like most obscure thing that is somehow related to folksiness. Right. That you could read about in like the 10th Foxfire book or something. Hopefully. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we'll see how uh, successful we are Mm -hmm. at that. And every link we click... We have to shout out what what we are. Yeah, the entire on. time we're going to be saying like, mm. yeah. Okay, word. so and we're specifically starting from the log cabin building or the tools. No, just the tools and skills. We're going to do right. the log the log cabin one, cabin one is so long. I think we'll just have its own episode. And I honestly feel we could somehow build like <laughs> popsicle sticks. Our own. Yeah, sure. We can try that gingerbread. Gingerbread. You could also whittle wood. One sec. Harris Whittles. Tim, I also have it written down. Okay, so if so you just you want to give me a prompt. don't necessarily have to find it. Yeah, well... Okay. I'll read it, and then if you hear a certain word... Right, you right. Know, that, yeah, totally. And then you call the word, right? Yeah. You'd be like, this is the one I'm doing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And you, we call out the word by saying bird and then our name to call it, because bird is the word. <laughs> Fine. All right, uh... See, it's hard because you might want to hear the whole thing. True. Um, We'll figure it out. Okay. You still have to call it out, though, regardless. Yeah, of course. All right. So the first thing is hewing. H-E-W-I-N-G. And this is when the rounded sides of a log are made flat. And you need it to make support beams and wall logs. Okay. I can see that where you don't want a plank, but you still want most of the girth that's stackable. Gotta be thick. Ooh, she thick. Did you see that meme with the cookies? No. So a woman was like quitting her job and like texting her boss being like, and she said like, please, can you just stay on? And she's like, I'm sorry, effective immediately. My last shift is blank. And then she also (laughs) meant to text somebody else, but a picture of baking chocolate chip cookies and saying, ooh, she thick. (laughs) I like that one. Did you see the one that was like, Someone was in a meeting with their boss and they had printed out one of their tweets and like had it on the table. Oh my God. Yes. And it wasn't, (laughs) what was the content? I can't remember. It was messed up though. Yeah. It was like brutal. I'm so glad my Twitter isn't my real name. Dude, I'm dancing with fire on mine. I mean, hey. So, hewing. Tell me! Hewing, doing, and luing. He's saying tell me, but it does Oh, I thought he said kill me. It sounds a lot like it because he's like how to get burned how to get burned tell me all right um so yeah the tools you need for hewing first of all a broad axe um for people who don't know what shapes axes are don't worry i got you covered the broad axe looks like a ufo or kind of like a dress silhouette where it's like really tiny on top and then like a big skirt on the bottom um the next tool is a foot adds I think that's how it's pronounced, but it's A-D-Z-E. It's like an axe, but the blade is perpendicular, so it, like, points out. And uh, the handle has a double curve, uh, which makes it easier to smooth surfaces. Uh, The next thing, in the book, it's called a falling with an A, but online I found something called a felling axe uh, or a pole axe. So it's got a long handle, um, but a really small, heavy head. Oh, I didn't know that was actually used for, like, as a tool. I've only ever mm-hmm. seen it, like... The, as a weapon? Yeah, like, the in 
D&D. Right. I know. Well, that's like mostly what you find when you try to look at that one. Right, right. Because uh, it really was like used by mm-hmm. like soldiers. And what was the first one again? Broad axe. Yeah, that is what I you picture when you like think uh, lumberjack. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, maybe a hatchet. Well, I think big red axe. Paul sure. Bunyan coming to folk things up. Love it. And then also you need a chalk box. So I looked it up in like antique chalk boxes were like big cubes, like big wooden cubes. Um, and they used it to measure. I like it. Yeah. So they would the <laughs> they would put a block on the log. Um, you put oh wait wait they would put a log on the block. Bring me the big knife. I'm gonna cut my throat. Perfect timing. And wedges so that it would stay still. It wouldn't roll away. And that was the tree talking, just for the cannon. With a like a cannon ball. <laughs> no, for like in the cannon. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, and then you would mark on the top surface, and so you would use the chalk box by filling it with fire coals, which means charcoal that was crushed up, or a mix of pokeberry juice and lime, and it would dye the wood. That I like that pokeberry. Mm-hmm. And I looked it up. Pokeberries. I think tentatively, I'm not calling it yet, but I might do pokeberries. Okay. Okay. Uh, they're dark, and they grow on pink stems, and they're cone-shaped. They're pretty tight-looking. I want to try one. Bird Tim, because I think, officially calling it, okay. because I think a conical berry, that sounds pretty awesome. Well, the berry itself is a circle. Oh, well, I've already <laughs> called it, so. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Okay. Well, They grow like going. this, though. That's, like, yeah. That's pretty cool, still. Eric, do you want to call any of that yet? Keep going. Okay. I sure do hope there is a Wikipedia article for each of these. <laughs> Me too. Um, so in the box, the chalk box, you put a string, and then you pull it down the log, and then you twang it, aka flip it, to create a visible line. And then when you wind the string, uh, you fill it with more coal or juice, and then you make the next line. We used to call that uh, chalk line. For realsies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you were working at the thing? Yeah, so when I was working at the shop, they would, like, move machines around and stuff. And uh, when they were planning out where stuff was going to go, so, like, these machine movers come in, I think it costs, like, $1,000 an hour or something like that for, like... Because, like, they're moving, like, huge, heavy machinery. Like, they have these giant oversized forklifts and stuff. And so to make sure everything's ready for them, we would go around, like, measuring stuff and figuring out where stuff was going to go. And we would, like... We would use a string and, like, pop chalk lines all around it so that you could, like have them roll up and it's like, I mean, they're a professional moving crew so they can get stuff super close to where you mark it, but it would be like, you know, you have like the four sides of a rectangle popped for them and it's just like, you know, put the corners here. Nice. I like that. But yeah, so it was actually kind of fun sometimes. Mm-hmm. The work's not just going to go away, Alva. It never just goes away. From Vampire's Kiss and it's appropriate because Work really does never go away. Am I right, fam? Yeah, work never dies. Good thing, too, because it's where I get my identity. Tigs? Huh? Tigs? It's where I get my identity. Oh, you heard my Tig, job. right? Yeah, I totally did. Thank what? you. What? Really? Yeah. I said That's it's said. where. Okay, well, whatever. Hit me again with another one of them rocks. 
where you smoke some crack in Bad Lieutenant. Port of Call. I like that. I thought he genuinely meant like throw a rock at me again. I'll come at you like a mother. So you score the log with a falling axe, much like you score bread. Oh, of course. Yeah. See? Like when you have a big bread loaf ready to bake, you... Or a bread log, as it's also known. It is? No. But you can think of it that way. You have good reflexes. You're going to be a very important sorcerer one day. Sorcerer's apprentice? (laughs) Yeah. Very scorcerer is what I wrote. Close. Scoring bread, which mm-hmm. is when you cut it just gently with a knife, ever trace a pawn to let so it out. it doesn't explode. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then you slice the chips off that you create by scoring it, and then it makes it smooth. So that's all we know about hewing. So I'm going to go ahead and say Bird Rachel. I'm going to call Polax. Hmm. How many pole axes does it take to open Screw a light bulb? Yeah, they Tim can't. To open, up to, to open up to open a light bulb, we'll stick with that's the setup for this joke. <laughs> exactly, you crush it with an axe to break it open. How many pole axes does it take to open a light bulb? Right. Okay, right. Siri, do you want to look at this really quick and see if there's a word that you like? Okay, Bird Eric adds. Oh, you have You're the Google Lock. Ads was in there. Like A D D S. No, like A D Z E. Oh, oh, that's, that's how, how it's pronounced? Foot, foot ads? Yeah, ads. Okay, how did I say it? Jeez. Did I say it right? Pretty sure you did. Oh, okay. Because I recognized it. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Mine was what berry? Poke. Pokeberry. Yeah, it's one word. Okay, one sec. All right, and then what did I say? Polex. Yeah, Polex. All right, we're getting at our phones. And so we're just going to call out the words as we go. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then whenever and you we don't hit... have to do it super fast. You can be like and then we, methodical. We hit right. time, we're going to we read to... the final. Yeah. So let me. It's also called poke weed. Okay. All right. So everybody, um, I'm going to try and turn the volume down a little bit on the music so we're, we can still hear our voices. Oh, true. So let's see how this goes. I'll teach him a lesson. All right, ready? Muse. Matic. Partridge. Traditional medicine. Shit, I <laughs> clicked on Eric Partridge. I don't know who this is. Pulaski? Slang. Further research is needed. Ooh, drip torch. Phrases. Euphemism. I regret this, but epidemiology. Minced oats. McLeod. Clinical trial. Safety. This is literally a rake for raking in wildfires. Trump was right. Oh no. I started it. I landed on safety. The idea really? of. <laughs> oh wow. Well, hey, the first sign is poisonous snakes and insects inhabit the area. And it's a okay. snake and a scorp. There you go. Yeah, that counts as folksy. 
Um, mine is a minced oath. It's a euphemistic expression formed by misspelling, mispronouncing, or replacing a part of a profane, blasphemous, or taboo term to reduce the original term's objectionable characteristics. Oh, kind of like AT double hockey sticks, do you think? Kind of, but it's more like gosh instead of God. Oh, okay. G or G's instead of like Jesus Christ. Frick. Shucks. Sugar. Wait, it says sugar instead of shit. I've never heard that. Gross. Like, holy sugar. Did you know that crikey means for Christ kills me? That's heinous, and I love it. And it's like, kind of like zunes or something. Gosh darn, for goddamn. So, yeah, I could go on. But I would say, uh, yeah, pretty folksy. That makes sense. I'm going to keep reading. So, mine limitations, like, safety can be limited. This is very, like, ethereal. But, like, one paragraph on the limitations of safety... Uh, I almost clicked elder abuse because I'm like, hey, folksyism. But I feel like after my whoop and soccer comment, I can't risk that. <laughs> oh my that. gosh. The PC police got to you. Right. There's another sign on here that says, after whiskey, driving risky. <laughs> so, tie in there. Where did you land? So, I ended up at uh, a McLeod tool or Rayco, as it is also known. I feel like you did the best at this Which so far. is, it's, uh, it's like a two-sided hoe. One side of it is uh, like just like a sharp hoe, like flat blade. And then the other side of it has like coarse tines, kind of like an extra coarse dirt rake. And uh, it says on the description, it was created in uh, 1905 by Malcolm McLeod, who was apparently a U.S. Forest Service ranger at the Sierra oh, National damn. Forest. Oh, damn, okay. And it says... The McLeod was designed to rake fire lines with the teeth and cut branches and sod with the sharpened hoe edge, but it has found other uses. It can remove slough and berm from a trail, tamp or compact tread, and can shape a trail's backslope. So I guess, like, he what created... What is berm? Huh? What's berm? Um, so... It's when you touch a hot surface. Berm, berm is, like, when you build up like a section of something like you build it up into a berm so like oh no i got it oh like at the yeah so it so like yeah exactly like when you're at the berm bank uh i take out a berm loan but you can go to the berm ward basically you can use it to like flatten out a trail is what they're getting at and then uh yeah so apparently this dude created a rake for like creating fire lines, but then it ended up just being like super useful for a bunch of other stuff because it's a hoe on one side, a rake on the other. Right on. Um, one thing on here is drug testing, like a link to what that means. I was a little drunk. Plus, I was horny. Is that what you were looking for? Or were you going for the crack pipe one? It was what I was looking for because <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> okay. Uh, all I, right. I do want to throw Pretty out. Pretty successful first round. Nice. Oh, we're doing another round? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're doing four more. Hell okay. yes. I'm right, down. going back to the McLeod tool then. Well, we're going to find another word. I'm going to keep oh, each of I these tabs you. open. Well, in that case, can I mention the fire flapper, which is related to the, the McLeod tool? <laughs> God. <laughs> the fire flapper. Um, it says a flapper is a wildland firefighting tool that resembles a broom or a leaf rake with wide overlapping metal bristles in the form of a hand fan. It's also called a swatter or a beater. It's designed for extinguishing minor fires in rural areas such as heaths. A flapper is built with a long handle in a series of lamella, which allows firefighters to stand well back from the fire. 
The lamella are constructed in either rubber or steel, though practically any other fireproof material could be used. If you look at it, it basically looks like uh, sort of like, you know, if you know what like a rag mop looks like, where it's like it's got a stick and then it's got like what looks like a bunch of pieces of cloth. <laughs> it's nice. just like beating out a fire. Wow. Anyway, Very professional. There are also steel ones, apparently. So this is going to have a lot of good words. I'm already looking at it and it's full of them. Okay, it's about um, notching and jointing, something else that you could do to big logs. So um, this is going to be about how to cut lap joints, which that stands for overlap joints. So it's when, like, two pieces of wood, like, have indentations that go, like, on top of each other. So they fit together. Oh, right, where it was, like, kind of... uh Interlocking, kind mm-hmm. of nice. Yeah, so I remember it's that like image for cabinets and furniture, and then mortises or mortises. Yeah, mortise, um, like Rick and mortise. Uh, mortise and tenons is first. a joint that connects. Don't you mean Rick or mortise? Two pieces where one has a hole and the tenon has a tongue, bitch. <laughs> one has a hole and one is a tongue. <laughs> okay, I kind of spaced out a little, but that definitely brought me back. <laughs> Hey, you know this is why this shit is actually good to read because you know there's stuff like that. Right, you know what's yeah. crazy is like these freaking millennials these days with all their genders probably like oh wouldn't even God. be able to put the lap joint together right because it's got a. Actually, millennials are obsessed with holes and tongues and the meeting of the two. True that. Ever the twain shall meet. Uh, these are the different types of mortises. And by the way, don't forget to pick a word. Okay, Birds. I mean, we're paying attention. Hey, wait for a second, You though. said you spaced out. <laughs> I know, but just for like half a second, and then I heard <laughs> tongues. I do, I do want to say, like, uh, just on the subject of tonguing holes. Oh, that, my God. No, recently I went to Venice Beach in L.A., and uh, this dude with dreads came up and, like, grabbed me by the shoulders, and he was like, hey, what's up? And then he's like, you must be cool, man, because uh, whenever you see a guy with lips that pink, he either smokes a lot of weed or eats a lot of ass. And I like to fight Nazis. And that was literally, like, that was the end triple. of our conversation. That he just, like, started hugging me and, like, doing weird high fives. You're a triple threat right there. <laughs> yeah, I always, you always hear about uh, DSLs, but I have FNLs, fight Nazi lips. So, different types of mortises. DSL is direct satellite link, right? You have a through mortise, which is a mortise that has it's like completely a oh, hole like yeah yeah totally okay. carved through and see now you're like every you're smiling every time you <laughs> learn about a mortise now me. okay um there's a stub <laughs> mortise which is like a shallow one there's a wedged mortise um and then there's different ca- types of tenons there's like a whole freaking bunch but there's two that have cool names one is a tusk tenon like elephant tusk uh which is wedge shaped and then a biscuit tenon which is a thin piece of wood shaped like a biscuit. Bird, I call biscuit. Damn, I kind of wanted it. But, but what's the, what's the I gave second you a chance. tenon what's this? like? Yeah, that's what I was asking. How's yeah, T-E-N-O-N. Nice. Hmm. So you got a mortise and a tenon, and those are the things that go together. The tenon Only is the one with the tongue. true mortises would know. Wow. David Tenon. And then, uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, those that types of joint, the, what's it called? The... Uh, Lap joints are used by stonemasons and blacksmiths. So um, to make those, you need the following tools. The falling axe, which we talked about earlier. The mallet. Um, which Mallets are cool. 
uh, early in the chapter, it says it's like a two-foot section that you get out of the limb of a tree, like oak or hickory. Well, it says, while green, two-thirds of the limb is hewn into a handle and then smoothed. And, uh, oh, I thought you were going for the sound clip. Oh, no. Uh, I was maybe going to get more Diet Pepsi, but I'll wait till after this speed round. Okay, sure. That'll be your reward. (laughs) Exactly, for surviving another. And then you need a chisel, which you hit with the mallet. Oh, to split. To make joints and notches. Kind of. Handsaw, which is the one that has a little thing that you grip, and then it's got a long flat part. Like whenever you see... Like a Looney Tunes. Right, and then it's like, oh, we're going to push and pull the saw at the same time. and That's... Not a handsaw, though, because it's a handsaw. Handsaw is ready. And I should be so happy, huh, sweetie? Because I was correct that it was a handsaw. Sure. A double-handed saw. So, like, just a a handsaw is the one, like, with the handle that you think of, Mm -hmm. like, sawing log, like you're snoring like a Mormon. Yep. Uh, The next one is a double-bladed axe. Which, it looks like a hammerhead shark. It could be... It, the shark shouldn't be named Double-Bladed Axe Shark. Because it looks like that. Okay. And then a square and a ruler. So you mark off the joint to be cut with a square and a ruler. You use a saw to cut joints that run against the grain. And use a chisel for the ones that run with the grain. So saw against, mm-hmm. chisel with. Okay. This is for you to always remember. Is this the end of the list? There's two more sentences. Okay. Um, what did I write? Take blocks out of the log that another log will complement. I think I meant complement. Right, yeah, because it would, like, fit into the hole. Yes. Right. And then also <laughs> you can use this to make corner notches, which will be described in the cabin building chapter. Corner notch? More like corn on the cob, but instead of the corn bone, it's a hot dog. Corn on the notch. Um, what was the hammerhead shark tool? The double-sided axe? Double-bladed axe. I think I'm going to say bird Tim. All right. Double-bladed axe. You need a word. I think notch is canceled. You're not wrong about that. Um, read all the words again. Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? Wait. Okay, so what words does everybody have right now? Lap, joints, mortise, um, wedged, tusk. I have... Um, I have double-bladed axe, but the, I wiki- have biscuit. the Wikipedia article is called Labris, lab- Labors, Labris. Here, Eric, you can because look. I'm, like, looking, I'm looking to see if Tenon is on here. Because it's like the old-timey, like a Viking Ooh, would use it. So that cool. worked out good for me. Okay, so I found uh, Bird, Mortis, and Tenon. Tenon, yeah. That, that well, it's, it has them counted together yeah, on Wikipedia. Uh, did you say bird? Yeah, yeah he said bird. I said I called bird mortise and tenon. I, I give you some. Yeah, I, I just looked to make sure. I thought you meant there was a bird part of it called that. All right, y'all. Are you ready for the next round? I as ready as I'll ever be. Okay, okay. Three, two, one. Labyrinth. Foraging. Bronze Age. Sarsen Stones of Stonehenge. Tin. 
tin can. The men here. Hunter gatherers. Agricultural. Cookbooks. Snug bar. Oil seeds. Deep fryer. Okay, I hit I hit I clicked the wrong thing. One sec. Okay, yeah, cookbooks is my final one. I was I was gonna do low budget recipes, but I think I hit a name instead. So cookbooks is my final one, which is pretty pretty good. I forgot the goal, which was try to find something obscure because I clicked on Twinkies. Uh, so yeah, I guess mine wasn't either. <laughs> I ended up I pushed uh, I pushed something called snug bars. Elaborate. In, in the Menhirs article, which was a particular type of stone monolith that was created in the British Isles. And then I hit snug bar because I was just skimming really quickly and I didn't read what the sentence said. And that redirects you to pub, as in a public house. Oh. So Love that's it. where I ended up at the end. Because a snug bar is apparently a private room in a pub. Hmm. <laughs> so. I like that. Okay, some of the first cookbooks... Uh, show this 18th century recipe for biscuits. So that's Dang, cool. Yeah. Um, modern cookbooks. Uh, they really helped from the printing press becoming popular. Hmm. Twinkies kind of suck. Disagree strongly. Except I definitely won't try the peanut butter pickle one because that's they're just trying to. Oh, we're so quirky. Retweet right. Disgusting. Well, I guess I'll just read one thing. Let me try to find something worth reading. Listen to this. It says, The snug was a small private room or area which typically had access to the bar and a frosted glass window set above head height. A higher price was paid for beer in the snug and nobody could look in and see the drinkers. It was not only the wealthy visitors who would use these rooms. The snug was for patrons who preferred not to be seen in the public bar. Ladies would often enjoy a private drink in the snug in a time when it was frowned upon for women to be in a pub. The local police officer, boo, might nip in for a quiet pint. The parish priest for his evening whiskey or lovers for a rendezvous. What if someone saw through the window the lady was saying a bad word and then they were like, you have to go to the asylum? You see? You see, everybody listen to this. This is more interesting than that. National Treasure 2. Great scene. Um, I will say this. If they tried to have that today, bars were like, oh, hey, if you know, you're know you a woman who doesn't want to be harassed, here's a side room. I'm sure that would be very popular. Well, I mean, I think the problem is now, it's like I think they're just VIP rooms. Oh, right. So right. it's probably like, it's in this it says that like the drinks cost more, but like it probably is just like pretty unwieldy to rent a VIP room so that you don't get harassed. Right. Like it sounds like... like it sounds like this was like a big room where it was just like everybody who didn't want people messing with them or like seeing them was in there together. Right. It's not exactly bottle service. Yeah. It's not like private party. All right. I'll read the one thing. Uh, does anyone remember what Steve Martin's meal was in the jerk that he got for his birthday? The meal? Yeah. Uh, Twinkies uh, mayonnaise sandwich uh, on white bread, obviously. A tab. Yep. And that's it? Yeah. 
That's well, it was yeah, it was tuna fish salad on white bread. Uh, okay, yeah. gotcha. Um, one deleting all this. You don't have a lucky crackpot. <laughs> okay, well now we got two. Don't ya? Just the entire don't you song, but about have a crack pipe. Don't you Lucky wish pipe. you had a crack pipe like me? Lucky one. All right. So, yeah. Next one? I think so. All right. I, I felt good with getting cookbooks. It's I'm mad. Well, I was so close because Twinkie, like further reading, I could have gone to like banana bread, ladyfinger, oh, yeah, yeah. um, or just like deep fried food. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll get them next time, Tiger, I say to myself. Uh, this section is called splitting and riving, uh, which is another word for splitting. Okay. So. How do you spell riving? R-I-V-I-N-G. How do you spell mm. splitting? S-P-L-A-T-O-O-N. That was very good, and I applaud you. Thanks. Uh, so and you get a... the you get a it's large enough tree, and you get a skilled builder, and he can get multiple logs from one trunk. A uh, skilled builder is also known as a skilder. So Hillard Green, someone in the community, told the Foxfire kids about a house near Briston City, North Carolina, for which um, large poplar logs were used that the owner needed only four logs for the walls. That's pretty impressive. Four logs. Now, maybe it looked like shit. <laughs> maybe. We don't know. He oh, my God. Lola did a fart. <laughs> can you smell that? Yeah, of course it I can. It hit me real fucking hard. Okay. <laughs> she does them so... You know what it hit you like? Hit me again with another one of them rocks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Lola's farts right are like I cracked You like me. a crack rock. I like the like... <gasps> he's about to do some it's crack. a great scene. Uh, so, tools used for splitting and riving. You need a poleaxe. You need a go devil. That's a one-horse sled used <laughs> for hauling trees. I can now <laughs> smell the fart, and I regret my life. <laughs> That's our dog's fart. Um, well, I'm going to say bird. I'm picking go devil, because no one said it. You can't... Use, what? I gave you a chance. You can't use Lola as a distraction I with waited. her farts. I purposely waited and no one said anything. You probably right. made her do it. You I saw you push on her belly. On yeah. Large wood wedges. <laughs> like a grenade. Okay, large wood wedges. You need a maul. You need a fro, which is F-R-O-E, also known as a shake axe or a paling knife, which... Uh, Sarah paling. It, it's like a long rectangle. Of wood? Of uh, the blade part, okay, like on the wood. Um, it's like long, like this. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm gonna say bird Tim fro. Okay. I didn't get my Pepsi, so now I'm gonna do it now. All right, and the next thing is a mallet. Just turn your mic off. Uh, which is smaller than a mall. It's more like a hammer, and it's got like a big chunk on it. And they would have like wood mallets and stuff. So you would use a, lo- a locust wedge to begin the splitting process when you got a big log, and then eventually you would drive a mall deeper into it to eventually split it in half. And then uh, if you have a large enough one, you can get several beams out of it. And then there's some diagrams in there about like how to get the most beams out of your logs. And uh, your logs can be cut into two, four, six foot lengths and then split with a fro and a mallet for rough boards to be made into flooring, paneling, lathing, or shingles. Or roof shingles and gables, which are the, tri- the they're like brackets that are shaped like triangles 
um, on the roof. House of the Seven Gables. And then you cut into uh, two foot length. Five short grables from Adventure Time. And then you split them into boat bolts, which are ribs. Sorry, that's really hard to say because like, I don't know any of that stuff. All right. Eric, do you have a word? Mm, I guess I'm just going to... How do you... Did you spell Maul, M-A-U-L, like Darth Maul? I think so, M-A-U-L, yeah. I have a... That's one of my links on mine. Does it make sense? Okay, so I'm going... Okay, so it goes to the disambiguation immediately, and it says, it can apply to a Warhammer, a Post Maul, a Spike Maul, and a Splitting Maul. It would be Splitting Maul. That's what I'm going with. Also, Al Maul, an American baseball player. All right, are, are we all ready? Yes. Splitting wall just looks like a freaking axe. Tim, say your word again. Fro. And mine is go devil. Go daddy. Birds. You know, wait, you know who I love it's on go daddy? Blockbuster. Danica Patrick. She is fine. Boy, you're going. All right, ready? Blockbuster. Three, two, one. Mallet. Logging. Jewelry. Hydraulic log splitters. I hate you. Wedding ring. Reservoirs. Power takeoff. Sri Lanka. Maid of honor. Bollywood. Lady in waiting. Sickle bar. Musical numbers. Aquatic weed harvester. Persian. Man. I kind of feel good with mine. Lady in waiting is a female personal attendant at a court attending on a royal woman or a high-ranking noblewoman. So it seems like kind of like a waiter, but a lady in waiting. She w- they were often used as the bridesmaids or the maid of honor. I mean, I've got the entire article of like the Persian language. <laughs> well, that's a pretty di- deep dive. Yeah. Um... Yeah, Farsi. So uh, I didn't realize that I ended up on Aquatic Weed Harvester. And nice. uh, I did not realize that they literally make... Like, if you see the pictures of this, it looks like a big zero-turn lawnmower, but it's a boat. <laughs> oh, and just trying to get, like, all the detritus out of the water? Well, it's like, it's literally just uh, just like a mower for water like nice. to cut the stuff under the water <laughs> oh god yeah and but then it like reproduces or something it and says then you need more it says uh it's also known as a water mower mowing boat or weed cutting boat and it's an aquatic machine specifically de- designed for inland water course management to cut and harvest underwater weeds reeds and other aquatic plant life the action of removing aquatic plant life in such a manner has been referred to as aquatic harvesting okay this shows like each different country 
has like their own style of having a lady in waiting and like different different eras in China, like the Ming Dynasty, they have their like different I guess styles. Like here's one. During the Ming Dynasty, seasonal or temporary palace women included midwives, physical physicians, indentured contractors. These were usually women serving as maids to consorts, entertainers, sewing tutors, or sedan chair bearers. If you want to drive your sedan, you know who to ask. So it's hard to kind of narrow mine down. Um, There is a bit about, let's see, new Persian literature began to flourish after the Arab conquest of Iran with its earliest records from the 9th century, since then adopting the Arabic script. Persian was the first language to break through the monopoly of Arabic on writing in the Muslim world, with the writing of Persian poetry developed as a court tradition in many Eastern courts. And then there are some of the famous works of medieval Persian literature, like, oh, I wouldn't be able to pronounce these. Well, the Rubaiyat, the works of Rumi, the Conference of the Birds. The Rubaiyat, as we know from the really good Titanic uh, computer game. PC game. I genuinely love that game. I do want to try to re-download it and see if we can beat it. I watched it was, a video of it. it. It seems difficult. Like, one of those back when they're like, video games are, you know, there's not a lot we can do with it, so we can just make it very complicated right. and hard to solve. Yeah. There like, was there a, would be no way to do it without a guide. Yeah, there was this game that was, it, was it, like, text-based where you, like, type in the commands, or was it point and click? It was point and click, but it's also, like, very bad. Um, art style. Well, there was this one I played like long, long ago, and it's always stuck in my mind that it was a, uh, it's like sort of like a noir game, and it was called Crime Time, and I always remember because like the only way I ever beat it was looking up a guide on the internet and just like following the guide, and there was a bunch of stuff that was like you would never come up with this on your own, but I always remember I would get the ending where uh, your character is like, so he's been. He's suspected of a murder, and your whole deal is I've got to solve the murder before the police show up because it looks like I did it. And I would always fail, and you go to jail and kill yourself by drowning yourself in the toilet. Normal? Okay. Yeah, and that would just be the end of the game. Like, it would just show the toilet and just explain that, like, you knew that you were going to be convicted of the trial even though you didn't do it. And And so, like, you just kill yourself. Jeez. Is that all you got? You're going to fight or you're just pumping gums, you hard-boiled turtle slapper? Uh, from Spider-Man Noir. And that was actually, he's the one who fights Nazis in the first one. Um, turtle slapper is a little bit too, like, Will Ferrell to me. Why? It's very, like, I'm trying to just say some rando stuff. <laughs> Shake and bake. Well, it was, a, it was a script, I'm pretty sure, so. I'm just saying, like, it was. Will, Will Ferrell script. Uh... By the way, I want to make a correction so I don't have to talk about it in the next apology segment. Lady in waiting is not like a female waiter, more like a female butler, not at a restaurant. I don't think anyone would have thought that. It's a pretty common phrase. Waiter? No, lady in waiting. It is? Yeah. I've never heard of That's it. That's like if you watch like any like well, you Game like, of Thrones shit or whatever. You watch Game of Thrones and that other one with the British house. Downton Abbey? Yeah. Yeah. So Same. Yeah, the one that famously has a British house. Right. Also. <laughs> okay. So that was left on from last time because Tim forgot to play the secret sound, uh, which was the theme of Easter no egg. words. But uh, 
I sound do like, like Scatman. It is Scatman. Oh, well, Nicholas Cage. I really like the idea of the Downton Abbey movie beginning with that. Like, oh my god, yes. <laughs> it's just like the title screen. And then fade in. Starring Maggie Smith. He's really good. I don't think I've ever yeah. realized it. Well, of course, there's a famous story about how he had a stutter. Oh, I like that. Yeah, and then like there's a story where he got really famous because he started scatting to like get rid of his stutter. Mm-hmm. And then um, one time in Europe. Do you remember this? Oh, I remember, yeah. I, I mean, I like how you're you're like looking at me questioningly, like I don't know the story of the scat man. Well, I do say it every day to myself to put myself up for work. I do a power pose. Well, but wait, listen to the story. <laughs> okay, put a pin in my thing. Okay. Rachel actually has a shrine in her room to the scat man, and she seriously does a scat prayer at it, like in the morning and the evening. So <laughs> I like yeah. you say her room as if you both, you know. Don't share a room. I have a secret uh, I don't scat share room. it anymore. <laughs> oh, too much scatting. I'm glad I brought it up. I, um, oh, yeah, but so he was, like, he did scatting to get rid of his stutter, and then one time he went to, like, Sweden or something, or Germany, and he went on stage, and they clapped for so long he couldn't even start the song. It was just, like, they were so clapping. And he was, I like, like that. and he was, like, and we have. Time, when the first time I read that, I cried. <laughs> And and as the scat man stood there and they kept applauding and wouldn't stop, he was like, you know, I feel like I finally made it. And this is a huge victory for all of the people who have been kink shamed till now. God. Finally, um, my coprophilia is acceptable. <laughs> Back to my thing. I forgot what I was going to say. But there in the jewelry article, there was a link to gemstones. And I just want to be awarded for not clicking it and trying to f- get my way to the crystal gems oh, from Steven's universe. Sure. Yeah, you did good. Thank you. I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! Twilight. <laughs> Famously a Nicolas oh, Cage film. Okay, I have exactly. one more story, then we'll do the next round. Uh, one time I was trying to look up the the video of Edward whenever he's like in the... Uh, Radical Edward. Classroom whenever, uh, what's her name? Walks Bella. In. Bella walks in and he was reacting and he's freaking out because he smells her. Oh my Lord. <laughs> but it was famous because it looked like he shit his pants. So I looked up Google Edward shit scene or something like that. And then I found out that Ed Sheeran like shit his pants on stage. Wait, what? Hey, <laughs> he I'm told so a story happy. about it and he thought it was funny. Okay. I mean, I think it's funny. God, Irish people are the worst. Next is drilling holes. This is a really short one, so get your birds on. Is Ed Sheeran Irish or Scottish? Do we know? I thought he was British. I don't know anything about him. Well, that that's a can of worms about British or UK. Yeah, I mean, you, could, mean you, could from be from, England. you could be from India and you're British. Hey. Yeah, I'm sure they don't. I mean, maybe the, like some of the politicians like to think that way. Gandhi. Freaking Prime Minister Modi always come in as freaking genocide in Kashmir right now. All right, get your birds ready. The only tool needed for drilling holes is an auger or gimlet. Hey, we talked about those before. Bird, gimlet, Rachel. Bird, auger, Tim. Like a corkscrew looks. But Shit, I like wish a I did key, corkscrew. But a screwdriver. Oh, it's totally bird screwdriver, Eric. Damn. <laughs> I like gimlet because it's also a cocktail. Look for like in also, popular also, media and then go to Rugrats. Wallace and gimlet. And it's a publication. 
All right, let me get my article ready. Wait, is it the tool or the or the cocktail? For me? Oh, screwdriver. Yeah, screwdriver. It has to be the tool. I almost dropped I'm the microphone. I'm starting with the tool as well. Well, I mean, the, the cocktail really is a tool that you use for woodworking. No. You know who else is a tool? Is you. All right, ready? Technically no. true. So what's your words? Auger. In parentheses, drill. Okay. Screwdriver. Now? Scope. Ratchet. Old French. Maple. Rack. Ooh, Saints Lives. Bees. Middle Ages. Rack Railway. Amber. Chaucer. Sun. Like the star. Hours breaking. Lord, she's taking me on one Riggenbach. Hydrogen fusion. What was yours? Chancery. We was turning real hay. Mr. Ridgeny wants to bring my baby back. Hydrogen. Cigarette card. Ultraviolet. Turn out. Okay with mine. What do you land with? Cigarette cards. That's pretty like good. Trading cards uh, that were issued by tobacco manufacturers. Oh, dude, yeah. Uh, between 1875 and 1940s, there's some pretty good art. Nice. If we could get like a pack of those that aren't like you know two thousand dollars. Yeah. Who knows? So I this one I didn't even try to get close to. I just went a very science route. Landed on ultraviolet. Um, as we all know, Ultraviolet uh, is very popular. Is it superhero? Um, y- yes. That was a How Did This Game Made episode. I liked the movie, but they really pointed out why I shouldn't. Remember the song that was... Oh, never mind. I'm thinking of Ultraviolence from uh, Clockwork Orange. Uh, no. Okay, go on. Um, but yeah, it's the... Ultraviolet is like between visible light and X-ray on the electromagnetic spectrum for all you spectrum heads out there. That sounds no, not gonna even try. Okay, Eric. So uh gender I, spectrum. I ended up yes. on a on a turnout, which is also a railroad switch. Um which you've probably seen a million times, which is the thing that they use a lever to move uh, a train from one track to the other. It's like the thing that makes a train turn. Mm, that's important. Otherwise, it just goes in a straight line forever. Yeah. Right off the earth. I wasn't sure what a turnout was, so I clicked on it, but it was less exciting than I thought it was going to be. You at least know that's what fair. a turn up is, right? Yeah. That's what I do at parties. Um, also, a form of ultraviolet is black light, in which, so whenever you have something that's glow in the dark, it uh, absorbs basically like the visible light, like in the world. But if you shine ultraviolet light, it shines even brighter. Fun fact, Hmm. because I have the limited edition journal three from gravity falls Uh, with, with the ultraviolet. Yeah. That's a good one. I have definitely thought about selling it, but we haven't gotten there yet. You know, in the film blade starring Wesley Snipes, they actually use a high powered ultraviolet flashlight as a weapon against vampires. I like that. It's creative. 
All right. Uh, so the last one is dressing. Oh, this is only the third? What? This I, is the last one. I thought you said we had... We had f- oh, there's one, five. Yeah. Okay, no worries. Hey. I no, I'm getting tired. Smoke. Time, no, I yeah. thought we had that that was the last one, but this is oh, even oh, better. Yeah, this is the last one. All right, it's dressing. Stove top. They call me ranch because I be dressing. Balsamic vinaigrette. Balls on it? They have balls a, on that vinaigrette. I hate all of you, but at the Mule restaurant in the city. In Shout out to the Mule. They, Good I, sandwiches. I had a chicken salad with a maple balsamic vinaigrette. I don't mm. it was, I think it was just a maple vinaigrette, no balsamic. Balls it, in or balls out. Balls in the sandwich. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's bad. But it tasted like chicken and waffles. Five stars. Oh Check my god, out. can I tell you this? Today I went to the cafe and I got uh another shout out to Vintage Coffee in OKC. They have all these flavor combinations of syrups like creme brulee flavor, um, you know, whatever, stuff like that. And uh today I tried waffle flavor, which was like oh a combination of things. And one of them was peanut butter, and I thought it was like peanut butter flavored syrup. It was just peanut butter? When the barista brought it over, he was like, hey, just make sure that you like stir this because the peanut butter will sink to the bottom. And he fucking put me on blast because he said that shit in the middle of the room. And I'm like, wow, everyone knows that I ordered the fucking peanut butter drink. Uh-huh. That is a weird ingredient to add to waffle. I t- yeah, well, you wouldn't think because like everything else is listed like is a syrup. Yeah, like, there's you know, peanut like extract. Yeah. They they have some other stuff though that's like that because like um, I I get the three bomb a lot and oh, it's yeah. got their special energy mix in it, which is like a granulated like powder. Yeah, it's so just it's dehydrated, like dehydrated like five hour energy. So it's like it's like a coffee that then they put like this Bits. yeah this energy mix in and then like also espresso shots. One it's like crazy. You'll get your legs shaking and stuff. But like you have to stir it or the, or the granular stuff will sink to the bottom. They're the first place that I ever bought black matcha at. And I still don't know what that is. So I need to find out. But it's like what, what I think it is, is like the matcha version of black tea. But I don't know. It like screw, like I was really energized after I drank it. So that stuff was really powerful. That makes me think of like black henna where they always say like, Never ever use black henna. Why? Because it it's like artificial and oh, it like will geez. burn your skin. Okay, hmm. just like ultraviolet light. Shout out. That's weird. I heard somebody the other day talking about how they got henna in this, at this place and it burned their skin. So that's weird. Yikes. Wouldn't you know? Call back. Uh, maybe they've got a real tattoo. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was an accident. They went there and they were like, "So this is some henna, right?" And it's just like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> and it takes like ten hours. Yeah, they bleed. Why is all this blood coming out? <laughs> okay, so dressing. Surfaces of boards and beams get smoothed, and that's called dressing as well. Okay. So the tools you need is a drawing knife. What's a drawing knife? Uh, shoot, I forgot to look it up, actually. Um, does anyone want to call it? No. All right, let me look up really fast. That would be too easy I mean, I'm guessing you. it's just like, is it like for removing sharp edges or something or what? Oh, it's cool. It looks kind of like a straight razor, but it's got handles on each side. Oh, nice. Yeah. What's it for though? Uh, well, you smooth the, yeah, there's like videos where people are going, like you just draw. Like where you get the like curls maybe you. of the wood. Yeah. They nice. go like this, but you, you hold on to both sides. Okay. Uh, and then you got a shaving horse, which is a combination vice and workbench. Bird, Rachel, I'm going to say Vice. 
Oh, you can pick just any of these, not even the main thing? Okay. Ra- Rachel loves Vice. Mm-hmm. That's the joke. Yeah, I love... Yeah. Can't get enough Vice. when they do drugs. Ice like this. Wait, wait, wait. And the word was Vice, Tim. Hit me again with another one of them rocks. <sighs> yeah, that's my from my favorite Vice series, Nick Cage... Is yeah, her vice is those medicinal crack rocks. Medicinal crack rock is a good band name. Well, you know, if you're really depressed or like you have problems, like you're too lethargic, like you got like a narcolepsy thing going on or something. I mean, if you smoked a bunch of crack rocks, it would technically be medicinal. Yeah, you're sick with non-addiction. Right. That's yeah. what Jinx Monsoon should have done in season five. She had narcolepsy. And during one of the um, like the final design challenges, like totally fucked up a dress because she was just like passing out say you need to work for like 72 straight hours i would say in that case crack is medicinal um so a shaving Cleaning horse your is cool. apartment with a toothbrush a shaving horse is cool because you can sit Taking on it apart the television it's kind of like a it almost looks like a rocking horse but you sit on it and it's a vice and a workbench combined do you sit in the vice part uh, you just sit on like it's kind of like a bench, oh, okay. but it's like you sit on like your legs go on either side of it, so you're like straddling it. Can I yeah, be so allowed to sit in the vice? You part? straddle, you straddle the bench, and then Please. you tighten the vice <laughs> on your pelvic bone. Yes, exactly. That way okay. you don't, that way you don't fall off when you're vigorously God. shaving wood. Or yeah, if your booty's too big. Next thing to dress wood, <laughs> use a drawing knife. Is That's that all? all I have. Yeah. Oh well, then I guess so. Our choices are drawing knife, drawing and horse, freaking pelvic horse. I picked shaving horse, I think. No, I picked vice. Yeah, Yeah, you picked vice. I'm fading. Bird, Tim, shaving horse, because that's all there is. Um, Dress. I guess bird, bird drawing knife, Eric. All right. I did not spell horse right. Oh, this does look weird. One sec. All right. Hmm. Okay, draw knife is what Wikipedia calls it. Okay, everybody ready? Yes. Ready when you are. Circular saw. Criminal. Bevel. Ooh, aesthetics. Table saw. Sensory emotional values. Thievery. Angular momentum. Stereopsis. Square. Trespass to chattels. Tort. Stereoscopy. Civil remedy. Okay, Wikipedia really done me dirty on this because it wouldn't. It managed me to get to juxtaposition, and it's like, you know, like disambiguations, and it would not let me just see the word juxtaposition. One second, just what is it? I'll just read a little bit about English folklore. It developed over many centuries. Some of the characters and stories are present across England, but most belong to specific regions. Common folkloric beings include pixies, giants, elves, boogeymen, trolls, goblins, and dwarves. 
That's awesome. Okay, Pretty I see what I did. I, what I did wrong, I went to the Wiktionary, which is apparently a dictionary instead of Wikipedia. Yeah, it's oh, different. Yeah, it's I just a dictionary, that. not okay, like so encyclopedia. Oh yeah, here we go. The chivalrous bandit, such as Dick Turpin, is a recurring character, while Blackbeard is the archetypal pirate. Uh, there are various. Uh, sign me up. <laughs> oh, here's a fave on fifth November. People make bonfires, set off fireworks, and eat toffee apples in commemoration of the foiling of the gunpowder plot centered on Guy Fox. Oh, oh, I thought you were going to yeah, say anonymous. I, hmm. In grammar, juxtaposition refers to the absence of linking elements in a group. Wow. So, yeah, I really won this one. I think I, I at least won the last one with ultraviolet. Sure. I, think we can agree. I okay. had literal tobacco trading cards. And there Not was a figurative. picture of one that was how to hold your pet. Huh? I'll post it. Okay, that's pretty good. Damn, if I didn't go to the Wiktionary, I could have gone to music. So much there. Wow. Hitler. All right, Eric. Okay, so I ended up on stereoscope. Oh, isn't that with like, I think I know what that is. Like the speaker? No. Never mind. Is it the it's... type of animation? No. Um, you tell us what it is. So a stereoscope is a tool. It's a device. So the first the first paragraph here says a stereoscope is a device for viewing a stereoscopic pair of separated images depicting left eye and right eye views of the same scene as a single three-dimensional image. But basically, it's a way of simulating 3D. So, like, if you have binocular vision, it gives you it allows you to see separated images with the left and right eye, which creates a stereoscopic effect noise as in an image that would appear flat. If you were just looking at it normally with the two separated images, it appears three dimensional. So it's basically like 3d glasses, you know, all that talk of like, you know, manipulating images and everything. That sounds pretty magical. You're going to be a very important sorcerer one day. Was that me? You talking to the maker of binoculars. Mm. Stereoscopes. Um, well, guess what? You also said the word binocular at one point. As a type of vision. Well, y'all, you've made it to the end of the episode. Really? That's it? Um, yeah, that it's was all. Over? We're just doing that one chapter this time. And I am starting to fall asleep physically. Well, you, I guess you can go to sleep and we'll just, yeah, we'll just keep scatting. Um, I wonder if I can loop this. Tim, do you have, do I have your, do I have your permission to loop this sound? Sure. I'm going Oh, it just plays over and over. Never mind. Oh, like a repeat. Yeah, so we have my favorite. If we ever need it. Um, so one thing I forgot to mention uh, in, during the apology segment, as we know, is also uh, a catch-up or reminder. So on Project Runway with the twins. It's very messy, and I just need to tell, talk to somebody about it, and now right. I have your attention. So, twins, very annoying. They are so weird, and they need each other's help during, like, every challenge. Because they share one brain. Exactly. And, you know, um, 
so in one challenge, they're both up on the chopping block. And they're like, we don't know which one of you is more at fault. So sudden death, one hour, make us an outfit. One doesn't even, she just quits and doesn't even make the outfit by the end of the hour. The next challenge, the other one won, which was also a $25,000 prize. But the other people were like, she has been cheating. She has like an, a pair of like a measuring tape in her apartment room that she's been measuring her own garments. So she went from winning 25 grand to not getting that and also being kicked off the show. Going to fashion jail. Wait. Yes, and Tim Gunn shot her in the face. So is it against the rules to have a tape measure? Yeah, because it's like uh, any tool that you could use for designing can only be in the workroom. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. So So it's like she's working on it at home as well. Exactly. And she's just like, I measured a tank top. And Tim Gunn is like, well, I'm sorry, Claire. You have to go to fashion jail. I have to do. Uh, that was so good. Thank you. Garrett's, it's not good, but I think it is. Well, so let's is he going to. Exactly. He, so is Tim Gunn going to come back for Guardians 3? He was in Guardians 2. He directed it, right? I am going to murder you. Gotta take a piss. That's me, but about sleeping. Welp, this has been another we, good one. Haven't you, been, haven't you been taking a piss for like an hour and a half now? Uh, I plugged Dragula season three. It's going very well. I'm proud of everybody, except the first one that got eliminated. You all know why. Um, I have to plug Call the Midwife. It's a good show. Do you have anything this time to plug? Yeah. So earlier I made a joke where I said Bartleby the Rivener. Yeah, instead of the And so I got to plug Bartleby the Scrivener. Well, now, what are we going to apologize about next week? Oh, sweet mama, your daddy's got them deep on Let's do it one more time, dude. Thibida, thibida, that's all, folks.